This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. The 76ers have long been considered as one of, if not the best, at putting on a show at their games. Not just on the court, but all of the elements we've come to expect at a professional sporting event around the game. Right in the middle of that presentation is public address announcer Matt Cord. Now in his 24th season as the man behind the mic at the center, Matt also has spent over three decades in Philadelphia radio. This week's edition of Tom's Talks is a conversation with Matt Cord, including his tales from the scorer's table, his iconic intros for Iverson and Embiid, and his longtime rapport with American Rockers. Here's Matt Cord. Welcome to another edition of Tom's Talks, and we're joined by the voice of the Philadelphia 76ers. Wait, what? No, the inside man, the public address announcer, Matt Cord joins us. Matt, thank you so much. Appreciate it. You probably already worked one job today. You had a Sixers game last night. How's life going right now? You, you know my schedule, Tommy. Yeah, uh, did my shift today on MGK at uh, 9 to 2, and had the game last night, which was a nice win. And uh, yeah, and then looking at the schedule, I'm like, uh, we got Charlotte coming in there. And you won't have to study the names too much because you got them two games in a row. The Charlotte Hornets are coming in, right? When I saw the schedule, I was like, oh, this is like playoffs. You know, you get the same team for like, you know, three or four games. I mean, only two this year. But yeah, it's nice that, and I'm sure it's the same with you when you don't have to familiar yourself with a new roster. You know, like, what's okay. it like um, doing the public address announce? You're still doing it with the same, you know, energy and, and vigor, if you will. But what's it like being the PA man in an unbelievable building where, you know, you're used to the raucous, energetic Philly crowd that's not there? What's it like now doing these games at the arena? Yeah, well, it is weird. Um but I'm sure everyone, you know, is going through that. Uh, my biggest thing is I, you know, 
we still and Derek Hayes, you know, who is in charge of all the entertainment, live entertainment. You know, Derek still has the Dunk Squad. You know, you've seen them. They're they're in their little section. We got DJ Ghost and Christian Crosby's there, and and the dancers and the sticksters. So, but when they throw it to me, I'm like, all right, come on, fans. I can't say that word. Like, you know, second level. I can't. Oh, I can't say. You know, so you you got to come up with new phrases. You know, like. Like, even when the Sixers come on the court the first time, I always say, ladies and gentlemen, now taking the court. And now it's like, here they come. You know, I'm going to start shouting you out because I can see you from where I'm sitting, you know. But that's the hardest part, uh, you know, remembering that there's there's no fans there. Like, for me, when um, beat shooting a free throws and he shot, whatever, like 14 or 15 free throws in that game recently against Toronto, I want to say – the crowd quiets. I'm like, well, no, there is no crowd. Yes. It's very quiet. Yes. Right. Another thing too, is it's so quiet that uh, you can hear the players a lot. I hear the interaction way more. Uh, and it's kind of, it's wild. Like, you know, you, the coach, uh, I guess it was last night, Doc Rivers was going back and forth with the official Tony brothers. And Tony said something like, uh, I try, I, I understand your play. I trust I, your players honest. And Doc's like, yeah, hey, he is honest. I'm not honest. And Tony's like, oh, I know you're not honest. And this is back more like, like you wouldn't have been able to hear that during a, a season with 20,000 fans there. Well, there's so many different places uh, I want to go with you in terms of topics of conversation. But let's go to that. And that is hearing the players and the coaches. And as we know, and we paint the picture, but as a player is getting ready to check into the game, he has to go to the table. And you know, so sometimes he's there as play goes on and they're waiting for a stoppage for a minute or two or maybe more. Right. And over the years, you've shared where somebody will say to you, hey, man, call me so-and-so or he's got a nickname or that wasn't a foul on me. So you've had banter with some of the greats in the NBA. What are some of those stories that you could share with us about those instances? Paul Pierce, uh, for many years, would always come up to me and, and say, hey, announcer, don't forget when I come in. It's Paul the truth, Pierce. And he, or he's like, you know, when I score, just say the truth. And then I was like, Paul, it's not going to happen. And then he would score. And as he's running to the court, he would look at me like, truth? <laughs> and it just got to be a running joke. And then one, towards the end of his career, he was going to pass Alex English, all-time scoring. You know, I don't know what place it was, maybe 16th. And he came up to me in the half. He goes, hey, listen, if, if I get 20 points in the next half, I'm going to uh, pass out with English. I need you to announce that. So, okay. And he had a horrible second half. He had like two points. He's checking in like four minutes to go. And he looks at me like, I, I think we're pretty safe on that Alex English announcement, huh? <laughs> he kind of laughed. He's like, yeah. We're, any, we're... Other, any other guys that you can remember? that? Uh, uh, Darren Williams. Remember, so Darren, I don't think he's in the NBA anymore, but he spelled his name D-E-R-O-N, remember? And there was a game once, and the, th the great thing is fans sit right behind us, too. So there was this fan with a Nets jersey on, and it was a Darren Williams jersey. And Darren's checking in. He's like, come on, Duran, come on. And Darren goes, dude, you're wearing my jersey. You don't even know how to say my name. He's like, what do you mean? It's like, it's Darren. That's right. And what about anybody that wanted a correction? You know, like that, what, that wasn't a foul on me, anything like that? Um, no. Uh, you know, I, I – uh, there's the PA announcer, uh, Mason in Detroit, uh, he, and he's pretty famous for uh, Detroit basketball. We were playing uh, Detroit, and it, it was um, 
oh god i'm, I'm blanking on his name now philly kid uh called, rip, Ham rip hamilton not rip uh simon grass uh come on help me oh, out rasheed wallace yeah rasheed so rasheed i said at one point like they turn it over i'm like sixer basketball and he's checking he's like dude that's our guy don't say that and i'm like what do you mean that's what our, our PA guy does it. You can't say that. I'm like, I, I've never heard you. You're like, lying. What's his name? That's funny. We do the same thing. That's right. He was, he was visibly. He was upset. He's like, well, yeah, not, any guy you're going to mess with, you probably wouldn't want to mess with Steve. Right? <laughs> no, not at all. I no. want to get into that about the other announcers because ours is a field where, you know, in, in your radio business, you can listen to other radio performers or obviously PA announcers. But first, speaking of the opponents, your uh, style is such that you downplay a basket by the opposing team, which is certainly understandable mm -hmm. to agree, but you really do it. How did that evolve? That evolved for me. Um, I used to do the wings, indoor lacrosse, uh, back before I did the Sixers at Spectrum. And when the visiting team scored, I'd be like, Buffalo goal, you know, Toronto goal. And then when Pat Croce bought the team and we started talking about I go to Wings game. I love how you make fun of your team, man. Keep that, keep doing that. You know, and I kind of just kept doing that. I mean, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people do it now as well, other teams. Um, I remember uh, Tim Duncan's daughter, no, Tim Duncan's sister went to Newman College. And after one game, she was just hanging out. She's like, you're the announcer. She's like, like I love how you say my brother's name. He needs that. You know, like, so, you know it just kind of stuck. But um yeah i so it depends some some games i, I don't do it very low all the time it, it's you know it's timing it's the point of the game and there's certain players you couldn't it wouldn't work because towards the end when we're playing kobe you know kobe bryant people are going crazy they're not hearing me right <laughs> you know you need you need a kind of like a dead silent like who's this guy you know right lebron the same way it, it, you know it just doesn't work for someone that's that famous because they're going to get tears and it's got to be kind of silent and a matter of fact, you know. Going back to the Tim Duncan, if there's one player that didn't seem to have a runaway ego, it would be Tim Duncan. His yeah, I think his sister was more just like, you know, being. <laughs> right. she, she'd come to games before and she's like, I love how you do that. So speaking of uh, other public address announcers, you know, your predecessor here in Philadelphia was Dave Zinkoff. And, and again, I want to get into Mace and some of the other sports in the PA, but so Zinc, like, he was part of the convention center, the Spectrum. I mean, for Pete's sakes, he's got, you know, whatever it's called, Zinc Off Way right outside the complex. There's a street. Yeah. I a street named for him, but part of the parking lot's named for him. Yeah. Uh, and he made it, like, entertaining. He would do that deal about your car's running, but your keys are, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I realize you probably can't do that anymore, but do you remember that? I mean, because you used to go yeah. to games. Like, I, what yeah. was your impressions of Zinc? I love Zink. I, you know, I always say today that he's the best PA announcer in any sport ever. I mean, Bob Shepard gets a lot of accolades with the Yankees, but, you know, Bob is just deadpan. But, you know, Zink took it to a whole new level. And, you know, he, players, he, he, I think he, he roomed a Dr. J on certain road trips. Like, he, you know, he was, he was part of the team. And like you mentioned, that road, I remember Zinkoff Boulevard was right between the Spectrum and JFK. You know, it was like a, it was just a little road. I remember driving in there uh, when I first started doing the job, like in 97, 98, with my dad. He's like, you're going to get you're going to get a street someday named after you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, think about it. he died Christmas Day. 
zinked it uh, um, 1985. And then three months later, they raised the banner for him uh, at the Spectrum. It shows you how much of a, a mark he left on, on that job. And I'm, I'm lucky too, Tom, because, you know, he died in 95. I think he did his gig right up until he died. At least he was there bringing in for intros. Um, so there was a buffer before. I, I wouldn't want to be that guy right after him. Like, forget about it. Like, there's a few people after him, and I got it. So, you know, but I, yeah, see, I, I, anytime I run into somebody that knows him, I want to hear a story. I want to know something else about him. Right. Like Big Daddy Graham, you know, Big Daddy, he, he, he did the PA. He, he introduced Big Daddy's wedding party. But Big Daddy's like, but no one had a camera. There's no audio, you know, like back then. Uh, speaking That's of if that happened today, it'd be all over social media. Right. Speaking of Boston players and Zinc, one time at the Garden, I was interviewing Satch Sanders, one of the great yeah. Celtics, part of all those championship teams. And, you know, he obviously knew I was from Philadelphia. And he could imitate Zinc. They used to give away like a salami to like the player of the game or something. Yeah. It. I mean, he did it to a T. Like before we even did the interview, he had to do it. And he brought over like Cedric Maxwell or something. And yeah. they both yeah. got the biggest kick out of that. I mean, think about it. They were imitating the they, Philadelphia public address announcement yeah. about an in-game promotion that player of the game got or whatever. Do you remember the last game at the Spectrum? Uh, I think it was, was it 2009 or 10? Yes. Against the Bulls? Yeah. So Eddie Chung made a big basket to win the game. Sure <laughs> did, <laughs> so we brought in, I did the normal intros, and then we brought in uh, Conklin to oh, do right. Zinc. And do, Joe does his thing dead on. And then at right, the end right. of his intros, Del Harris, who was an assistant coach, walks up. And I'm sitting next to Joe. We had a mic each. He goes, oh, God, I miss you, man. Good to see you back again. And Joe looks at me and goes, does he realize I'd be 100? <laughs> so – uh, Zink interviewed his, probably his most famous call, the one that uh, even a casual fan would recall, was his Julius Irving yes. intro. And you've sort of done that with Iverson, I mean, in your own way, right? Wouldn't you say yep. that? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and whenever, you know, and Doc comes to games a lot, whenever Doc comes to game, I try to do that intro as, as Zink did it, you know? Julius, the doctor, Irving! University of Massachusetts, yeah, another Philadelphia. So, you know, maybe someday someone will do my, you know, and finally a six foot guard. You know, because you got to go and finally. You can't just say a six foot guard. You know, he was the last guy to, you know, and finally, and finally, like here we go. Here's our guy. Right. And Here's what about it, beat? Because you give it. Yeah. Uh, and didn't he come up to you and ask to be called the process, Joel? Yeah. So that story was, uh, you know, the first two years he didn't play, and then he was, he was okay to play that third year. And I ran into him at a Made in America concert on the parkway. I'm like, Joe, uh, you know, hey, how you doing? I'm like, get to introduce you this year. He's like, yeah. I'm like, you know, how do you want me to do it? He goes, well, I don't know. I'm like, let, let's get three names. He goes, well, how about uh, Hans? Put Hans in the middle. That's my middle name. I'm like, Joel, Hans, Embiid. Okay. You know, and. Then a month rolls by and it's opening night and uh, I walk in the locker room and he, I'm like, Hans and B. He's like, no, 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 no. I've changed it. It's the process. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, I want to be Joel, the process. And it took some uh, time to get, you know, the okay from the right people. But um, 
Yeah, it was supposed to be Joel Hans. So speaking of uh, like Mace from Detroit and some yep. of the announcers, um, it is like it's a it's a unique deal where when you're in the media, you can listen. Have you learned some things like and I know this is not a great example because it was such an exceptional circumstance. Oh. But when the NBA came to a close, it was that Wednesday night in Oklahoma. And again unprecedented times but Gobert tests they get his results back the crowd is awaiting at Chesapeake Energy Arena um, the game is at that time postponed suspended but then they get word that the game is canceled and the NBA is going to shut down and then the announcer tells the fans that the game is postponed he explains it and again you as the PA man that person in Oklahoma not the only guy in the flow of information right but right. we're leaving the guy almost as an aside goes, but you're all safe. You're all safe. And the fans like, what? <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's not what to do. You know what I no. mean? But do you learn a little bit from others? Yeah, that's, you know, that's, we had the, the game where, uh, remember the water on the court and I had to make the announcement and it was, you know, usually when I make an announcement, I want to look at it first and look, look it over a little bit. And that, you know, I made it, but I flubbed a word and I was like, ah, you know, like Sacramento. Hey, yeah, it was. Um, I I would not have want, wanted to be that guy that night because that was played all over. You know, that was national like audio. You know? Well, how would you like to be the radio guy that had to fill an hour? Well, then he didn't really know all that much. <laughs> how did that the, go? The clock would be set right, like, and, right. and you would be giving an announcement. Right. So that was kind of my deal. And then the clock would hit zero. I'm like, so we should, and it would be reset to like yeah. 25 minutes. I'm like, okay. 25 more minutes. Remember DeMarcus Cousins went out? With the, with the mop. <laughs> yeah. I got an interview out of that because then we had to replay the game. That's right. And, and I said, Boogie, you know, remember you were mopping the thing? And you know, I don't think he was he's the most great. Yeah. I got an interview with him. Yeah. Yeah. That kept getting pushed back. You're right. That was my fault. <laughs> but I, I remember like another 15. Okay. Yeah. So do you listen, though, like over the years, Dan Baker has been an institution at Citizens Bank and years before that at the vet with the Phillies or other announcers like down to Paul Porter, the Sixers play the magic. He's been a voice there forever. Uh, you mentioned Bob Shepard. Do you listen to some of these other guys? Yeah. You know, when you think you mentioned Dan, like we're blessed in this town. We got Dan and Lou Nolan, two guys that have been doing it for like 50 years. You know, I mean, just synonymous i mean and dan was the eagles to me for you know i was my guy for the eagles right and then lou i think i don't i don't think anyone else has done it maybe one somebody the first year in 67 but lou was still working for the team so those, those two guys are just you know we're just so lucky and they're still doing it and they still look great and they still you know they're, they're the exact same what what you're gonna get like every game you know like there's lou like walking across the ice and everyone's lou and Baker with his suit on and, you know, these changes for the Phillies. Like, yeah, it's just, we're lucky to have those two guys in our time. And Lou would be the what power play? Pico power play. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Although that started with the Phantoms. Right. I, so, I was the rugby MC when that was going on. So you've been, uh, do we still call them disc jockeys? Is that a term we're not supposed to say anymore? But you yeah. still have had this job yeah. No, on-air on personality. Okay. Right. This jockey, you get this is what happens. 
Hey, Matt, my sister's getting married in July. Can you DJ her wedding? Okay. I don't know how to do What do you mean you're a DJ? No, 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 no. I'm a, I don't have records. I don't know how to. Right. You know, I'll get you somebody. I got a guy. I'm, right. Yeah, on air personality, you know. So how's that? Because um, definitely that's changed over the years with all the different ways that we can get our music, if you will. Um, what, what's that been like? That's been your career. What's That's been an awesome yeah. run. 30, 30 some years. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot different than it was in the beginning. Like, cause people have options now, you know, they, and, and a lot of the younger kids don't even listen to radio, but like someone will be like, Oh, I listen to, you know, cause I work at a classic rock station now, you know, MGK, which is a great classic rock station. And someone will be like, yeah, but I listened to the satellite version. I'm like, yeah, but the satellite version can't tell you last night that Joel and B did this during the game. And right. you know, the mummers parade is canceled. <laughs> Like, I still think Philadelphia radio has has a, a, a need in this town. And, and it shows them. I mean, the ratings are still phenomenal. You know, people still listen to the radio. So I'm lucky that way. So there's been times where there's been a conflict with your shift or an instance where, like, I know you'll have come to the center and you're like, well, I just take my show. So you <laughs> actually put down the, you know, the audio and... Explain how that works, because you're literally doing two jobs at once. Yeah, when I was at Y100, I was the afternoon drive guy, three to seven. So, you know, you, and we were out in media. Um, so the game starts at seven. So obviously I couldn't. So I would record pretty much the last two hours and then drive into the center and, you know, listen to myself on the radio as I'm driving and get there. And people would be like, I just heard you on the radio. Like, how did you get here so fast? Like, you know, it's a little secret, but. It, I had a very nice boss who was, you know, very like, okay, it's we we like you in the Sixers, so we'll we'll make this work. But now with the shift that I have at NGK ninety two is probably the perfect shift for uh, for Sixers. When I was doing the morning show at Ben FM a few years ago, you know, get up at four thirty, and we'd have like a national televised, you know, those eight thirty starts that really don't start till eight thirty eight. <laughs> And I'd be like 10 o'clock, 10.30, like, ah, I got to get up, got to get up. But uh, yeah, so not now, a 92 shift is, is ideal. So being in the music business and being somebody who enjoys going to concerts, and I'm sure you've had a backstage pass or two or a thousand in the years, you've met a lot of these performers. Yeah. Uh, talk about that, like your rapport, if you will, with the rockers over the years. Yeah, well, we just mentioned that Sacramento game that was uh, postponed. I got it. The guitar player in Shinedown, uh, I got him courtside seats for that game. Uh, and he's a big hoopster. And, you know, like, he got postponed. And, you know, he was on tour. And it just happened that he could make that game. And, you know, I felt bad for him. Uh, but one of the better stories is um, the 2001 finals. I've always been friends with this guy, Tommy Stinson, who is the founding member of The Replacements. And he's also in Soul Asylum. And he was the bass player for, for Guns N' Roses for, like, 14 years. So we were talking back and forth during the finals. And he's like, I'm thinking of coming in. I'm like, all right. And I had two tickets. I was a season ticket holder. So I was, I had my tickets for those games that I'm giving out to people. So listen, I said, Tommy, I can get you two. He goes, all right, cool. I'll, you know, I'll come in with my girlfriend from LA. And then all of a sudden he, he calls me back the next day. He's like, hey, Axel Rose wants to come too. Can you get three? I'm like, three? It's the finals. <laughs> and I went to Dave Kosky and Dave's like, yeah, we'll make that work. You know, Axel Rose guys never goes out he's you know Axel Rose and then I said Tommy Axel's good he's like well oh one more thing Axel has to bring 
his assistant with him because uh, she goes everywhere with him. I'm like, so now you need four. <laughs> so anyway, he came to the game. And, you know, that was the game where Farrah Fawcett was there. Chris Tucker was there. Uh, Vanessa Williams, I think it was game three. It had to be game three, right? Because one and two were in L.A. And, uh, you know, we play that song, Welcome to the Jungle, a lot. It's, it's an arena rock anthem. You know, they played a Flyers game. They played an Eagles game. So after the game, we're in the courtside club, and Axel's there. He's like, hey, Matt. I'm like, did you play uh, Welcome to the Jungle because I was there? I'm like, no, we, we play it all the time. He's like, you do? I'm like, dude, it's, you got you to call your lawyer. It's, it's an arena rock anthem. It's, right. it's a major song. And then we went out, and uh, Todd McCulloch was with us. And Todd wanted to meet Axel, and Axel was like, come out to dinner with us. And we all went to Smith and Walensky's, and, and Todd's like, you know, my first concert, Axel, was Guns N' Roses. And Axel's like, well, Todd, my first basketball game ever was tonight with you and the Sixers. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty neat to have uh, Axel Rose there at a game, you know. Um, but and I'm friends with all the guys in Pearl Jam because uh, of, of the Sixers. They're, they're huge basketball fans. And uh, when they started out, they would come into town. And uh, Chris Wallace, who's one of our PR guys at the time, he's like, hey, if they want, you know, they'd always come in for two shows. That's how big they are. They'd sell out, you know, over in Camden. He's like, in between shows, the, the day of, we can get them, you know, PCOM. And we would get games at PCOM. And then they, we got them a game once at Villanova. And then I'm playing in a game. I'm not that good at basketball. And we got Kyle Korver playing in a game. We got ex-players from Temple. and. You know, and I'm like, what am I doing out here? And, and the guys in Pearl Jam just thought it was the coolest thing. Like, Jeff Amen, their bass player, plays in a men's league in Seattle. So he, he was really good. And, uh, yeah, that, so – but now they come to town, and I'm like, hey, Jeff. He's like, he's like, man, I, I'm almost 60. I, I can't – my knees are killing me. No more basketball. It's right. Like, right. Yeah, I appreciate all those fun times we had. But, but yeah, so – it's neat. It's a, it, it's a, it's a good thing to have. Like sometimes I'll be interviewing a band and they'll be like, you have 10 minutes, you know, and then that's it. The, the, the production guy comes in, that's it. And I was interviewing Billy Corrigan, the lead singer of the, the founder of the Smashing Pumpkins. And he goes, uh, I brought up that I work for the Sixers. He's like, Whoa, you work for the Sixers. Hey, this, this guy gets all the time he wants. Why did, the, why doesn't, and this is back in the day, how come Larry Hughes and AI doesn't, how come they don't work as a combination? What's the problem there? You know, I, what I think is, you know, you see this different side of, of people. And, and I said to Billy Corgan, I said, um, at the end of the interview, I'm like, you know, do you have any players autographs? Like you, you said, nah, I don't, he's like, there's only one I would ever want. I'm like, oh, he's like Dr. J. I'm like, I, I could get that done for you. And Harvey Pollack. Went up to Doc. I like Harvey. I don't know Doc yet, and he was like, "I'll get it done for you." And he got a ball signed to Billy. Billy is, you know, Doctor's autograph is right back there. Right, right. the best. So yeah, every time I see Billy Corgan on the Smashing Pumpkins, he thanks me for that. Julius Winfield Irving in perfect cursive. Yeah, perfect, unless, perfect cursive. Right. Unless he's signing ten thousand, you're going to get Doctor J. But yeah, he's right. really great about that. Yeah, yeah, that's the shirt. You probably can't see it, but. I went to the game, so it's 87, the last Dr. Jay's last game, regular season game. It said the last house call, and it's so old that Doc's hair is gray now on the shirt, <laughs> but he signed that for me. Um, speaking of the Wayback Machine, and you're, you're a Philadelphia guy, and you're, a, you're four for four, as they say. Yeah. You were, uh, in backstage passes, you were a ball boy for the Eagles. 
That had to be really neat as a teenager. That had to be an awesome experience. Tell us more. Yeah, that was, um, so I was 75 to 78, uh, ball boy. And then uh, the very last year, I was the assistant, assistant equipment manager. So I got to actually go on road trips and stuff. Um, so I was McCormick's last year. And then, and then when Vermeil came in, it was just so much fun. Um, I actually made the uh, 1977 team photo. Nice. Uh, and I wasn't supposed to. Like, we were in the locker room, and uh, Rusty Sweeney, the longtime equipment manager for, this, for the Eagles, was like, Matt, we're getting the team picture. You guard the locker room. I'm like, all right, you know, not getting the picture. And then Vermeil was the last one out of the locker room. He's like, Matt, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm guarding the locker room, coach. Son, you're part of this team as anyone else. Come out for the picture. Like, well, go out there. Dworsky <laughs> court. <laughs> Rusty's looking at me. He's like, what the hell are you doing out here? I'm like, Coach Vermeil says, I'm doing And there I am. Uh, it, it's, uh, I have it downstairs in my house, but it's uh, the 77 team photo and we all got to autograph our names in it and it was in the sunday bulletin you know like from the back it was pretty cool so that's that every time i, I see dick Vermeil, coach Vermeil, i always I'm like thank you for getting me in that picture that's awesome yeah well uh we'll close with this because that really kind of weaves through everything and that is like i said you're you're one of the fans you're just like all of our sports fans in our market and you know you're talking to them so knowing our the the philosophy what a philly guy wants what a you know a sports fan wants in our market does that inform your style in any way i'm not quite sure like this so the well just like when i say inform i don't mean to be all hoity-toity i'm just saying like like that, where you're kind of not disparaging the opposing team with mm-hmm. now playing it, but you know what a Philly fans like. You you kind of you have a sensibility of knowing what what our fans are all about. And yeah. as an as an announcer, that's all I'm saying. You can you play into that style based on your experience growing up here. Yeah, it's it's the passion. It's they're knowledgeable and and they're everyone's blue collar. Like they're they're, they're you know they'll, they'll love you you know, but. They'll also hate you, but they're going to give it to you both ways. And a lot of you've seen it. Some players can't handle that. Other players like AI thrived on that kind of stuff, you know. So, yeah, I, I know exactly or I think I know, you know, this is this is what they're going to want. This is let, let's get them ramped up right now. And, uh, you know, show me that passion. You know, when, when we do the defensive chance, you know, defense, I'm always like smoldering defense, suffocating defense stifling defense and and they keep it going like you know any other there's other cities that you couldn't get that kind of a cadence going with a fan base because a lot of them aren't really fans they're just there for the game experience i mean the sixer fans any most philadelphia fans when they go to a sporting event they're they have there's something on the line they got they got action in the game i mean they might have betting action but there's there's a passion it's like it's their team and that's what you got to realize here in Philadelphia, that it's it's everybody's team. And one more final, final, but you're part of what we call in our industry game presentation. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Derek Hayes and you mentioned a lot of the elements. You're putting on a show. There's the game mm-hmm. and that's number one all time, you know, the players and the entertainment and the actual game on the court. But you're putting on a presentation because, again, People with dollars, disposable income, or that choose this as entertainment, they want to be entertained. 
it's changed over, you know, 40 years ago, like the Boston Celtics had a ball rack out at center court and that was it. And that's they were hanging banners left and right. But talk about that and talk about the, the seamless interaction of everybody that helps put on the show, if you will, at the center for Sixers games. Yeah, even even now, like I, I'm watching games, kind of the, the ticket. I'm watching other games during the pandemic. You know, nobody has fans. And I'm like, so Cleveland, like there's not even music. Like, come on. I mean, you know, it's just such an integral part of the game to have something going on. And we, I think we do probably the best job in the NBA. You know, our dunk squad, just incredible what they do. And then the Sixers come out. And then we have like the old city dancers. And remember, we used to have the, the, the chubby guy. Like there's always something that we're adding or subtracting and and you know the the, the dj dj ghost uh, my audio guy lou diva you know lou gives me that echo that you you know and b b b you know just little things like that the way that eric and his whole team overlooks all that and make sure it, it's a it's a fan experience you don't have to be a, a basketball fan to enjoy a 76er game that reverb, would that be the same as dollar, dollar, dollar? <laughs> yes. Andre, Iga, dollar, dollar, dollar. Yeah. Uh, I've had players ask me to, when he, you know, because he's, I guess the last team he was on the, is the Heat, right? He's still in the Heat. Yeah. Um, they'd be like, can you do, can you do the echo with his name? I'm like, no, he's on the visiting team. Right. Well, yeah. he hasn't, I don't think he's played here because he didn't play. Uh, That's right. Long. But, but when he back. would come in with he would come in with Golden State, the Warriors, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, it, yeah. What we do, and it, you know, it's just it, it's a neat experience, and really miss it. You know, and we're doing our best now. But I just can imagine what it's going to be like when fans are allowed back in that building because I'm sure they miss it. You know, so it's just going to be like through the roof, right? Well, Matt, thank you so much. You've done a tremendous job over the years. Thank you, Tom. Fun. I know you have fun. You can see that. It's palpable uh, in how you perform. So we wish you the best. And we, I won't, I'll see you at the game, listen to you, and I'll catch you down the road. I'm going to call your name out next game when we're getting the fans riled up. I'm going to say, get excited! <laughs> Perfect. All, All right, Tommy. Right. Thank you, Matt. Take care, bud. Thanks for listening to this edition of Tom's Talks. If you like what you're hearing, consider subscribing to the 76ers Podcast Network feed or giving us a follow wherever you get your pods. And if that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a rating. I'm Tom McGinnis. Talk to you down the road. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. 
For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.